Welcome into The Verge, a show which covers the Baltimore Orioles minor leagues. The Verge is part of BSL Radio. Baltimore Sports and Life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations at the message board, like BSL on Facebook, and follow BSL on Twitter. On Twitter. Welcome to On the Verge. This is Zach Spedden, joined as always by Bob Phelan and Nick Stevens. And this episode is a special episode of On the Verge as we released our interview with Ryan Fuller, the hitting coach of the Bowie Bay Sox. We attended uh, Sunday's game between the Bay Sox and the Hartford Yardigos at Prince George's Stadium and had an opportunity to talk with Ryan about a lot of things related to the Orioles farm system and the Bay Sox, including the development of Adley Rutzman, the success that Kyle Stowers has had this year, the ongoing development of players like Toby Welk and Zach Watson, and much more. We really appreciate the Bay Sox for helping to set up this interview and for Ryan taking the time out to speak with us. Um, in addition to listening to the audio file, you can check it out on YouTube. We're going to get to that in a moment, but first, On the Verge is brought to you courtesy of Mercer Floor and Home Carpet One. Mercer is a third-generation family business that was established in 1959 and is located on Main Street in beautiful, historic downtown Westminster, Maryland. For all of your flooring needs, think Mercer. So there is a programming note here at On the Verge, which I'm going to let Bob explain. Uh, so, Bob, what uh, what exciting offers do we have coming up for our listeners? Yeah, you know, we love doing this this podcast, the Twitter feed, all this stuff. It's great. I live and breathe it. I'm sure you guys do too. You know, and we we want to provide more. We want to be able to do more for the listeners and the fellow prospect. You know. Orioles fans out there. And I think we're going to launch a Patreon account, which I'm sure if you're a podcast listener, you've heard of this before. It's just a system where you can donate in a certain tier. We're going to have different tiers from $3 to $5 to $10, completely optional. Nothing is going to change if you do not want to give us any of this money or donate or sign up. Uh, You do not have to. Everything will remain the same. You'll still get your weekly good old On The Verge content. But for those who who want more, who need more like us, uh, you can go ahead and do that and you'll get some some good bonus content. And, you know, just I'll put a link to the Patreon account page in the comments here. And if you want to sign up, go ahead and do so. There's a lot of different things that we're going to offer. It's, again, completely supplemental and just extra stuff if that's what you're you're looking into. So with the Patreon content, it's not only going to be that you will hear from us more uh, but you also have more opportunity to interact with us, correct? Yeah, I think one of the on every tier actually for our Patreon is going to be the ability to not only get ad-free episodes where you don't have to hear the Mercer ad, which you should still go to Mercer for your carpet needs, but uh, you know you're also going to be able to sign into a WhatsApp chat group for, with us and other Orioles minor league fans and interact on a daily basis and. We're also going to have a tier for $5 where I'm going to, or at least one of us is going to record a daily uh, shouts out to Locks on Orioles and his daily podcast for the major league and other good stuff. We're going to have like a minor league recap from the night before, just a brief 10, 15 minute thing to keep you up to date. If you'd rather get that information um, through audio rather than just looking at box scores. And there's just all kinds of stuff like that, a weekly chat at that level. And we're also going to try to do a top 50 prospect update once a month at that level and then a ten dollar level you know that's for the that's basically for my dad and that's about it but uh you'll we'll be able to give you a free t-shirt 
at that level and actually let you design one of our episodes if you do that. So just something to keep in mind. Yeah, it's just a way for us to give you more on the birds content, uh, not just during the season, but in the off season, because I know we have a lot of good things planned. Uh, that's a little ways away, but we do have this interview now with Ryan Fuller, the Bowie Bay Sox hitting coach. Uh, we were, again, thank Ryan for his time on Sunday, and we hope you enjoy it. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since we discovered Spotify for Podcasters, we feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A lets us be more creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. The Chin Music, Kevin Goldstein's podcast on Fangraphs, and I heard him say that they think the last, like, big plan that they didn't know what really hit run with is the teaching play discipline. And I know you guys are doing that thing I've read John Mealy talk about with, you know, picking your pitches and only swinging strikes. The strike out looking, you know, it's not your pitch, that's good, you know. So do you think you guys are cracking that code? I don't know if we're cracking any code, but we're certainly making progress at the very least. You see all the affiliates are walking far more than they were in 2019 before Mike Elias and Sig took over. And from day one, that was the focus for us, making really good swing decisions. It's going to lead to really good contact, which will end up leading to damage, hard hit balls. So it's something we preach every day. We practice it. These guys know before the game what to look for during the game making the game adjustments and then at the end of the game they get a report where they see I should have swung at this pitch uh, that's a good one to leave I got punched out on that that pitch great one to not swing at going forward because obviously double A zones are going to be a little bit bigger obviously Delmarva Aberdeen even bigger than yeah. that but once they get to the big leagues it's going to shrink up a little bit more and that's the zone we're trying to create for these guys so I think we're doing a good job always more progress to be made but we're really happy with where we're at right now with that yeah, I like the Travis Solchek article that was pointing that out. The walk rate's just rising from 2019, so it's, it's a good sign. Yeah, I think just looking at specific players, like Kyle Stowers come up the past couple weeks. Uh, decent season in high A, but he's coming up here in Bowie with you guys and just mashing the ball. Like, what is what is clicking for him right now at the plate? I think for Kyle, more than anything else, you can get kind of like very feely, mechanical at times, and that will take him in the game away from the pitcher's trying to attack you, what are you doing to combat that? And so for him, it's been very approach-based here. Okay, they're attacking me away, where should I be looking? I can't be looking in if they're only going to be attacking me away. Kind of the, the back and forth between his approach and what they're trying to do. And then in-game, it's, you know, the mechanics I have today, I got to roll with it. And I can't make mid-game adjustments with my hands, my feet, whatever it is. With what I got that day, I got to find a way to hit the ball hard and attack strikes the best I can. So his mentality has been fantastic, and obviously he's been hitting the ball hard. It's been going out of the yard, so he's found a nice little rhythm here. 
So, focusing on another outfielder for a minute, uh, last night's hero, Zach Watson, has really been making big strides at the plate, starting in Aberdeen, and it seems to be carrying you over here. What kind of reports were you getting out of, out, of, out of Aberdeen about his progress, and what have you seen from him here so far? Yeah, Tom Eller was doing a good job. They had a good thing going. His biggest thing, it goes back to a lot of guys' swing decisions. He likes to chase up in the zone, but he also hits balls well up in the strike zone. So it's really differentiating between like how high is too high for him and then just exposing him to more breaking balls too. That's something he's struggled with in the past, but he's come in here totally open. Whatever you need to do to get us better, we'll do just like all the guys in the clubhouse too. But it's been impressive. Last night he hit a ball foul harder than he's hit a ball before. And then that last ball he hit 103 miles per hour. So just in terms of exit velocities, like increasing his engine, that's been great. Because obviously we see he's a pretty fast, but small, kind of skinny guy. So to have that thump is pretty exciting with that too. Yeah, I've seen a, it seems like a lot of guys, they perform on Aberdeen, earn their promotion, and then they don't miss a beat when they get here. And it's same for the pitchers. You and Justin Ramsey clearly good at your job. But uh, what is that like? Uh, Joey Ortiz, Toby Welk, they just don't miss a beat or even perform even better at a next level up? Yeah, we've had really good relationships with these guys dating back to when we first got hired too. We had mini camps, instructional league, spring training, so we got to spend a lot of time with these guys, develop those relationships, and then throughout the year, even if they're in Delmarva or Aberdeen, we're still calling them, we're still texting them, keeping in tabs on what they're doing, what their cage routine looks like. Really good relationship between all the hitting coaches, so the communication loop never stops. So once they get here, it's just kind of like, instead of the conversation being, okay, what were you doing? It's, okay, let's pick up right where you were in Aberdeen. It's been successful, let's add to it, tweak it as we need to. But it's just the relationships we have with these guys and every guy in the Orioles system is just like a great person too. So they keep us up, they let us know that doesn't feel good and it's just this constant communication that we have that's really been successful. Yeah, that's something that I've been really interested in this year is that you see the players on social media hyping each other up, coaches hyping the players up and everything and it just seems like there's this brand new culture and we've I think really just been diving into this the last couple of years but it seems like this year just feels different uh, maybe it's because you know there hasn't been minor league base on over a year but it feels like a different culture down here and can you just talk about kind of in this Bowie clubhouse for instance what is that culture like and how have you seen it grow over the last couple of months yeah I mean minor league baseball can be tough certainly at times guys in high A want to take your job in double A and all the way up but here it's kind of like a college atmosphere where if the team's winning and you're 0 for 4, guys aren't taking it too hard. Like, did you contribute? Did you get on base via a walk? Did you make your plays in the field? So that like team atmosphere that some guys miss when they leave college has really been nice to see. But the clubhouse, I mean, it starts with Buck. He sets the tone as a manager for everybody. Common message across the board between the staff and players. Then the players just genuinely like hanging out. The players have set it to us as the coaching staff and the players too that there's no clicks everybody's hanging out the pitchers are mingling with the hitters it's not pitchers over here the hitters on another side so it's just a really fun atmosphere to come to work to every day and it certainly doesn't feel like work i know our listeners would be disappointed if we didn't get at least one toby Welk question in this is someone who's been very successful since he was drafted he's looked good at double a so far the plate discipline is good what do you see in his approach He's a strong, strong boy. His exit velocities have been super impressive. He hit a ball the other night, 112. 
And for him, it's really just locking into the game. What are they trying to do to me? And then just staying in the moment he can get quickly kind of like high and low, just kind of like maintaining his composure. And when he does that, he looks for pitches he can drive, sits middle of the plate. He hits balls that are super impressive. The home run he hit last night over 450 feet. I mean, he has incredible juice. So guys on this team, Adley, Stowers, Toby, Pat Dorian, I mean, the game can change with one swing of the bat and Toby certainly fits in with that group. But for him to be successful is just trust what he's doing stay in the moment and make quick adjustments and he's certainly done that in double a which is impressive speaking of Adley, uh how do you turn a all-field no-hit guy into this monster plate well, <laughs> obviously you know he comes in with all the skills and accolades but how do you just what do you do with him do you just let him do his thing you just refine the same as everybody else How's i would say <clears throat> with adley we're pretty tough on him mm -hmm. and we've been focusing since last year at the alt site on a few things within his swing that really need to get buttoned up before he goes to the next level he'll be successful but how consistent right. can we be at that high high elite level so it's constantly looking at video sitting down with him and saying like here's where we're at here's where we need to go here's the adjustments we need to make what do you see and he's so in tune he knows the swing very very well even when it's a mistake, he'll bring it up before I do. He's just a really smart guy, but I think this coaching staff has been really good about saying, this is your player plan, this is what we need to meet, we gotta stay on it. So even when he has those highs and lows, you know it's just gonna, he's gonna strike like he did last night at any moment. So he's obviously special, but we created a plan together as a team and we're just making sure we hit those objectives as we go forward. Good growth mindset. Absolutely, he's incredible. And yeah. most of the, every guy on this team, but to have him be more of like that silent leader, he's yeah. gonna show out exactly how he wants to. He's gonna show these guys out in the field how you should play. He always plays hard, never really takes it out onto the field. He's just a really consistent leader for us. And obviously that's what you want about your catcher and the guy who's gonna lead you into the playoffs and the ALEs that's for right. sure in the future. For sure. I think. One last question for me would be, you guys hear about what you guys are imparting on the players, uh, you know, but yeah, I used to be a teacher in a previous life, and when I would assess things at the end of the year, it was always like, I felt like the students were teaching me more than what I was teaching them. So like, from a coaching perspective, what are the, this group of guys teaching you as, as a hitting coach? How are they making you better? Oof. I was a teacher for four years before I got this job too, so I definitely <laughs> can connect with that question. Oof, shoot. I mean, more than anything else, it's just a reminder that all these guys are totally different. Like their individual player plans are their own. There's really no swing mechanic that everybody's working on. It's just reminding them that, okay, this guy's more swing decision focused. He's a little bit more mechanical focused. And then just making sure that as a coach, I'm providing them what they need and that they're on the same plan as I am. So whenever I go to them, it's, here's what I got. What are you thinking? The conversation goes back and forth, but more than anything else, there's no one solution to all these problems out there. It's a ton of solutions for endless problems. And every day we come here, new problems arise, and then hopefully they can have the really quick answers to answer them without me being needed. So that's the hope going forward. So going back to Adley, and this will be the last question from me, um, how, do you as a, how do you as a coaching staff make sure that he balances the demands of learning at the plate, but then also developing as a catcher? Jeff Kunkel, who's our fundamentals coach, he unbelievable catching coach. They work every day. So just as we have early work hitting or work in the cage, they have their catching time. 
they have their drill work they do every single day just like hitting the review film they have different metrics that they're trying to hit and they look at and I mean obviously he's a really special catcher every time he's back there huge blocks he's been really working on his transfer and throws down to second you see those guys he's throwing out it's super impressive all the way around but he puts in the work every single day and guys where they have downtime he's always in the cage catching hitting he's doing something to improve so a leader by example no doubt just have a couple quick ones yeah uh, Taron Baver has been out for a while but First of all, any update on his injury status? I don't know if you can give that, but even regardless of that, what do you make of him and the way he just seems to hit wherever he goes in his career? He's hitterish. He's just, I mean, he can hit endless line drives over the shortstop's head. He can pull the ball line to li line, to line, line drives. Just a special hitter. He works at it really well, his father being a hitting there you go. <laughs> hitting coach in the big leagues I mean he knows what he's doing just a really smart hitter and what I love about him he keeps a journal so every time he goes to bat comes back goes through the whole pitch sequence talks about was it a hard hit how they try to attack him and then in our advanced meetings he shares exactly how hey lefties this is how he was attacking me probably get an idea so just a really smart baseball player and we're not sure when he's going to be back but whenever we can get him back on the field he's a big lift for us yeah, last one. I'm a mailman in my other life. We're all excited about the Bay Sox and the future of the Orioles. So can you tell us, is it going to be express mail 2022, <laughs> priority mail 2023, or first class 2024? <laughs> I like that. I mean, we talk about controlling controllables all the time. We have no idea how that's going to work out, but I think it's tough to not look around at all the affiliates and be really excited yeah. about the things that are happening. So sooner than later, we hope these guys are developing at a really good rate. We have a really good staff that's doing a great job with them. So once they get to the major leagues, hopefully that transition time is small and they're ready to contribute quickly. Sounds like priority to me. <laughs> <laughs> like that. All right. Thanks, man. My pleasure. Yeah, thank you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.